Hey guys, welcome to the newest episode of Entertainment Rebooted. Today I have two new entertainment friends with me today, Zion. Yes. And Matt. We did it. We're we did it. We're ready. We're ready. We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> we're ready so team. first, today we're going to be talking about the new Ant-Man trailer. Yes, we are. And to be completely honest, this is like one of the Marvel movies I'm like so excited for. Just because, of course, we're now getting Kang introduced like officially. Of course, we did get him a little bit introduced with Loki, but he was like more towards the end. But with Ant-Man and the Quantum Realm, it is now going to be the big bad villain, Kang. Which, of course, if you don't really know your Marvel history or anything about Marvel, Kang is the conqueror of worlds. So, of course, he's trying to conquer their world or reality we really don't know because he's kind of seeming as a good guy in this trailer but we really don't know until we actually get into the movie of it uh we also are getting a introdu- introduction of stature i not butchered her like superhero name it's scott <laughs> lang's uh, daughter which she is basically like him except she can grow giant which i'm really really excited for and i don't really know if there's going to be any other introductions with this wait 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 we are getting modok which everybody is excited for modok but it's a little bit of controversy because he's full robotic and he's supposed to be like a half humanoid and robotic. So everyone's like on the flip side of it, but I'm always open to new things with Marvel. So I'm kind of excited for it. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens there. Um, do you have any information on any actors that are going to be in the movie? Paul Rudd. And, wait, I don't know if it's Rudd or Rude. Either or. Paul Rudd. Everyone loves Paul Rudd. Everyone loves Paul Everyone Rudd. Loves you guys Paul love Paul Rudd? Rudd? Everyone okay. loves Paul Rudd. It's, I love I'll keep Paul my, Rudd. I'll keep my thoughts to myself. Oh, no. It's like, what? It's, it's unacceptable. He's like a little mid. He's like, okay. But it's mid? Like, it's <laughs> He's unac- okay. It's unacceptable in society if you don't love Paul Rudd, especially <laughs> after, like, the Hot Ones meme yeah. or whatever. It's like, Yes. <laughs> you can't hate Paul Rudd. I, I don't hate Paul Rudd. It's like the, he's okay. But like calling him mid, you don't have to like love him. <laughs> but like it, you can't like not like Paul Rudd. I was trying to think of the uh, the meme that Paul Rudd was trying like was saying, but I can't think of it, and it's not coming to my head. And it was like <laughs> one of the best memes ever. Me and my best friend say it all the time, and I can't think of it. It wasn't like the hot. Like it wasn't like the lacquer hot one. Hot. Yeah, hot ones like the yeah. chicken wing shape. Look at us. Look Whoever would have thought? <laughs> Whoever would have thought? Not, not me. Not me. <laughs> not me. Like that was the best meme that he had ever said or created. Like ten out of ten would recommend. But then also too, we're getting Catherine Newton. I feel like I butchered her last name too. I'm so sorry. This is just the butchering name show. <laughs> you can't beat me. So. Um, she played in Freaky, which I don't know if you guys watched that or anything. But then she also played in Pokemon Detective. Well, po- well, Detective Pikachu. And then she was also in the first ever Ant-Man and Wasp, which I did not know, actually. But the person who is playing uh, Kang is Jonathan Majors. He's actually becoming, like, a really big now, like known actor. He's going to be playing in Creed 3, which I'm excited for as well. But I'm excited to see him as his new big bad villain. Because, of course, we had Thanos for, like, this long period of time frame. But now we're getting Kang. So I'm excited to see exactly if he's just going to be like in this one movie or he's going to be in a multitude of movies. Because, of course, we got him in Loki, one show, basically. Now we're going to have him in another movie. So hopefully we see him in a good couple more other movies, maybe some development, some good character development, some bad character development. We really don't (laughs) know. I'm here for both. I'm always like that type of person. I'm always here to vouch for the villain. So that's just who I am. When does this movie come out? 
it comes out next year in 2023. It's at the beginning of the year, I believe. I can't remember. That's the promising. Date. Yeah. Ooh, February seventeenth. Oh, that's not that far. Actually. It's not that far, and I'm super excited because that's starting off the new year, basically, with a Marvel movie. Does Marvel usually release their trailers sooner? From I feel like there's usually more of a wait for movies. There really, there the normally trailer. is. It depends on like the hype of it. Because I remember like Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. They released that trailer like a year that's what i'm saying year what? and a half like before the movie even came out and what? then now we're getting ant-man the quantum realm and like that's <laughs> it's just, in a couple months it's just so like your marvel's always on your mind it's a weird oh it's like a weird evil marketing strategy they do like i okay confession i have not seen an mcu film since 2011 oh but i know every MC, <laughs> i know every movie in the mcu that's coming around so i feel like it if it has that effect on me I can only imagine what it does to people that are actually, like, avid Marvel fans. (laughs) And the funny part, when they had, like, their huge, um, like, con, I can't remember what exactly it was. I think it was just Marvel Con. Uh, They released the trailers, but they didn't release them to the actual, like, world. It was only for the people that were there. That seems culty. Yeah, it was. (laughs) That does seem culty. I was very sad. And like, you go on Twitter, and everyone's over here, like, "Nah, I know some of y'all are recording this. Release the (laughs) release the trailers. (laughs) Get a lawsuit. Get a lawsuit. I want this." (laughs) (laughs) And the funny part was, like, there were so many of the trailers that were there, and like, they were very terrible quality, and you could hear the voices, (laughs) and you like, it was very jumbled. But like, did I watch every single one of them? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> i don't i don't blame you you got to get your info yes yeah you have to because sometimes they won't even release it till like a couple months afterwards like how are you going to keep me in the unknown into the un- but yeah like how are you going to keep me in the unknown <laughs> it's just you have to know this information i mean the uh mcu of course they do like do it very strategically i will say so like they're doing a real good job with that but don't keep me waiting though yeah, I I feel like they're this might just be my opinion, but I feel like they're kind of underhyping the movie by releasing it so the trailer so soon to the movie's actual release date. Yeah, because they did it with the, another recent movie, which I didn't understand why they did that, but I mean, hey, Thor: Love and Thunder, they didn't do that much um like yeah. advertising for it. Of course, it was in that time frame where Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness was coming out. It was so, in that era. Yeah, yeah, so it was like that oh, Thor Love and Thunder is coming out too. You guys go watch this as they're promoting Doctor Strange with all the posters, all the Instagram posts. And it was just, I don't know. I don't know why they did that. Well, probably because of Wanda. Mm, Scarlet Witch, (laughs) top 10. We'll root for her any time of day. But um, I feel they did that because there were a lot of fans asking for Scarlet Witch from like knowing what had happened in WandaVision. So of course they were really, really wanting to know what was happening with Scarlet Witch. So that's why I kind of think they didn't advertise as much of Thor: Love and Thunder. But you know what? From what I heard, I saw Multiverse of Madness. I did not see Thor: Love and Thunder, but I heard Thor: Love and Thunder was better. So, oh, we don't get in this discussion because <laughs> I am a strong advocate again for Scarlet Witch. I don't even care for Doctor Strange. That was Scarlet Witch in the Multiverse of Madness to me. That was my movie. But it was Doctor Strange's. We just don't talk about that. Yeah. I will say Thor Love and Thunder was a little bit better. A little bit better. Okay. A little bit. Like, I I'm appreciate talking about your like honesty. 0.2%. 0.2% Okay. But I'm excited for what is to come from both movies, most definitely. We don't necessarily know what's happening with Scarlet Witch. We don't necessarily know what's happening with Thor. They don't like to release stuff. 
<laughs> so now I'm back into the unknown of trying to think of conspiracy theories for my two favorite characters. I don't know if Scarlet Witch is going to come back. I hope she does because like they can't ju- they can't just do that to her. They I can't. think she's too beloved for them to just let her go now. Exactly, because if they were to let her go now, they're losing a whole bunch of fans right then and there. Yeah. They'd Money be losing me. Gone. Oh no. They, I have so many Funko Pops with Scarlet Witch. <laughs> <laughs> My friends call me obsessed. <laughs> Am I obsessed? Probably. But we don't sure. talk about it. Funko Pops. Yes. And I also have okay, all right, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, oh, okay. I'm, I I'm I, I have a picture of the Scarlet Witch, but Elizabeth Olsen has signed it. No way. Really? Yes. Did you get her autograph in person or did you, like, you pay for it on eBay or no, something? my boyfriend paid and bought it Aww, for me. Which, of course, so, nice. so sweet. Yes, it's very sweet. Aww. But I need to now meet her now. I yeah. feel like that's the next step. Like, that's the next step. You Collect- got to get it double signed. Yep. Collect- yeah. I collected the Funko Pops, got the uh, picture signed. Now I need to meet her. I think that's, that's how that goes. That's so cool. That's a yeah. good goal. Yeah. That's a good goal. That is a very good goal. Is it going to happen? Who knows? We're going to make it happen. Is, I'm going to manifest. Manifest it, yeah. yes. Manifestation is very powerful. It is. You know, maybe we could kind of get Chris to pay for tickets to some kind of Comic-Con, some kind of something where she'll be. You are you know, on to something. I'm, we're, we're the entertainment group. Yeah, we need to go something. get the latest news. They, they're sending people to Baltimore right now. Why can't they fly us out to That's SoCal? That's what I'm saying. You I are on to something. We're, we'll go. Big brain. Yeah, yeah. Chris, I hope you're listening. Take notes. Wink, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Who would have thought? Well, not me. Even if, even if we have to get wherever it is, we have to get there ourselves, but he pays for where we're staying. I'm in. I'm in. I'm down. I'm down. I'll most we definitely be down. To. We need to. We need for to. entertainment. Yes, for entertainment. Yeah. For we the have purpose. To. For yes. the purpose. Entertainment of us. purposes, yes. Yes. To help we could each do, other. We could do several episodes on the road. We could. We could. We, we, we could. could annoy everyone and film one on a plane. <laughs> we could annoy <laughs> the plane everyone. Episode. <laughs> the plane episode. I've been I've been pitching an ASMR episode, oh but God. being on a plane. Might be the excuse oh because you don't want to be like talking that loudly. So you, you we could like, do two ASMR guys, episodes. We're on, we're on a plane we, right now. I could hear the plane. In the back. There's, one, there's one on the flight there. One on the flight back. <laughs> there's, there's one on the flight there. One on the flight back. Can we fly Spirit too? Just so oh like, my god! Wait, like, <laughs> one of us is gonna like, get dragged off. <laughs> we are going. We're going to be in the plane, and it is going to be hitting turbulence. <laughs> Just, you just hear way, like the bumps in the background. Just, oh, that way, like the ASMR isn't what catches people off guard. It's oh my god, am I gonna make it off this flight alive? And what are those twenty-something-year-olds doing in the back? You know, that's in a, that order. In that order specifically, I'm imagining the description right now: flight ASMR <laughs> on Spirit Airlines. Dun dun dun. We could be a spirit. <laughs> that's why it's called spirit right yeah sure <laughs> i'd even make the connection just in time for spooky month just in time there is nothing scarier than flying spirit there is nothing nothing if if chris wants to take care of that for us you know whatever airline he chooses i'm on i'm there <laughs> he chooses spirit <laughs> i mean get that 45 dollar flight though <laughs> I, he'd get us a one way exactly he'd be like take just find your own way home. Yep. Find find your own fly fly your own way home. Just find your own way home. You know, I can see this happening. Comic Con now with the ASMR. 
We've got it all planned. You can't tell us no now. You can't tell us no. No. No way. Not this at is, all. This sounds flawless, in my opinion. I think, like, logistically, it matches. Yeah. It's perfect. There's no flaws in this. No, not at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. No problem. I think that this will, this is golden. Yeah. 10 yeah. out of 10 would recommend. When he, when he, uh, uh, pitches this the, to the university, they will be 100% in. 100% in. Get those kids to Comic-Con right now. Send them. Send them right now. We need now. a rush order for 10 tickets to Comic-Con right now. On with Zippy. Spirit Airlines <laughs> with Zippy. <laughs> with Zippy. Our girl has to come. If we if we all go, we have to have a, a group cosplay, right? Yes. I ooh, Yep. Yeah. Ooh, ooh that's right? even better. Can we do? Can we do the cosplay on the plane <laughs> while doing the ASMR? <laughs> we're changing into our cosplay as we're doing the ASMR in the aisle. Like once, once, <laughs> once they take off, like the uh, what's like the seatbelt sign? It's like, guys, can you help me get into my Scooby Doo outfit? <laughs> just, just zip up the back. Just here, zip just it. Rope, rope. <laughs> just here, rope, rope. As we're getting into the Scooby Doo outfit. <laughs> that was actually kind of scary wait well it is halloween i am going to scooby-doo for halloween i have a picture i i the dog yes like i bought i <laughs> dog so i bought two of the costumes yeah, i bought two of them because i saw it on tiktok yeah. and i'm like let's just say it was after a saturday night when i came home so put two and two together there i'm like i need to buy this of and course. i accidentally hit two and i'm not returning them uh, I'm going to show you guys the photo. I apologize to all of the people listening. I love this. I love the outfit. <gasps> it is amazing. It's like a onesie, too. It's perfect. That's incredible. It is the most it, – it's a great Halloween it's... costume, and it's like pajamas. It's awesome. The So the head's above The head of head. it, just picture like the best beanie you've ever had. But it's Scooby-Doo. Wow. But it's Scooby-Doo, and it has a tail. And it has a tail. Are you going with a crew of people that are also the like Scooby Doo gang? No, my my friends are not fun like that. Oh, that's so sad. That's why that's I bought okay. two of them so I can go out each multiple nights of Scooby. That's smart. That's that is smart. smart. That yeah. is smart. Yeah, mostly because I didn't feel like returning them, and they're really comfortable as pajamas. Like I said, you should come in come in here. Oh no, Sunday. So I'm on SPT on the thirtieth. So. Yeah. Uh, we have to wear costumes that day, and I told them I would be in costume. Oh, that's and, so fun. Uh, yeah, Logan Congrove said he was going to get, have me do a Scooby-Doo impression live on air. The rut row. Yeah, so uh, when you guys are listening to this, that will be a week ago. So go on uh, any podcast platform and search SBT Rewind. <laughs> the plug And you can listen to me give a Scooby-Doo impression. Had to get that plug in there. I'm sorry. No, no, please. No, 10 out of 10. I'm, I'm so amazing. glad you got that. Thank you. Like, Jake always is, like, impressed. Like, I can plug like that. And he always, like, cuts me off like that when I'm about to get to the punchline. But he's rude like that. that time. I love but that. But that's so – he's so much more fun than me. I should have told you guys to come dressed up, but – okay. would, I would have. Yeah. I have both of them in my car. I'm going to my, I'm, I'm going to Spirit Halloween, at, like, tonight Yeah. to get my Halloween costume. So I don't know what yet. Yeah, I don't have anything planned at the moment. Nor do so I. I. Yeah. I would not have come dressed up. Just Matt. <laughs> just Matt. Just a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> We're all in regular attire. Every, and it's just Scooby. Every, I can only imagine the looks I'm going to get because I'm basically going to be a 20-year-old walking around college parties in a child's onesie. <laughs> in a Scooby-Doo. It's Scooby-Doo. It's like people are going to... You're going to people... get so much female attention that way it's either going That's... it's either going to be incredible or i'm not talking to a single soul there is no in between 
I'm betting on incredible. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Oh well, you know, we we can discuss this later on because this will be airing the week after Halloween. Wait, right, right. I now I know what I'm going to be. Megan. (gasps) Oh yes, Megan. You're gonna be Megan. I'm gonna be Megan. M three G A N. J. You mean G? M M three G A N. Yes. There we go. Yes. Words are hard. So, Sorry, guys. I'm an English major, but I can't spell sometimes. That's okay. <laughs> we get that, but it's all right. But, of course, with our new, like, horror theme of the month, as it is spoopy season. Spooky, spoopy. Scooby. Scooby. <laughs> Scooby season. I love that now. <laughs> but um, they released a new Halloween movie, and it is Megan. Of course, I don't know what exactly all the letters stand for, but... Oh no! There was there was it something was... they said it in the trailer specifically, and it's like Model yeah. Three, and then I don't know what the G A N stands for. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's whatever. It's an acronym. Yeah, it's yeah. An acronym. But yeah. I will say, I think that's gonna be a hilarious movie. I when I saw that, I thought, am I supposed to be scared? Because like it just seemed more like funny than anything like i feel like this is supposed to be one of those movies that's scary but i actually end up laughing my you know what off the entire time exactly the trailer it was so beautifully con- excuse me beautifully constructed because you could see like you know megan gets down and she like runs on all fours yep. yeah and i was no. like wow that's hilarious no. like my, it can't no, get better the funniest part of that trailer was the first line of that trailer is like the girl so the premise of this for the people that had not seen it it is a, from what i picked up a girl loses her parents and she's forced to move in with her aunt. Her aunt works at some advanced technology company and they are developing a human style, like artificial intelligence that closely resembles a human. Now the first line of the trailer is your parents are dead. <laughs> and it shows the car accident that they got in. Way to introduce it. Imagine saying that to your niece whose parents mm-hmm. just yeah, died. Yeah, who's like, like, who's like, ten, who's like 10 years old. It's like, I know. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. tragic story of Bruce Wayne. She's aware. I was there. <laughs> She's aware. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> just re bring it up. Like, oh, okay. That's so much. She doesn't remember it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> so it, it you know it starts off with that gem yeah and then you see the doll get on all fours and like run like a dog yes and that was just incredible and that was only one part of it though right the best part of it best part the best part we get her dancing yeah <laughs> oh my god for no re- like there was like no explanation no explanation and i don't know how they're going to introduce this into the film but she is dancing and when i tell you she is going in on that dance 10 out of 10 would recommend Put her on a dance show. She deserves everything that she gets. Could we actually get like a Megan-themed episode of Dancing with the Stars if this movie <laughs> takes off? I would actually enjoy I that. I love that. That's a great idea. I would enjoy that. You better get, get some uh, some money from that if uh, they actually do it because well, that's a very good idea. I could make any kind of pitch to ABC. They just have to listen <laughs> to me first. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, of course, as we get her dancing, it's just, how are you going to be terrified of this? I would be dancing. She right doesn't along even with the look dog. scary. Yeah. I mean, she like looks just like a human, and it's like it's a little like and like the whole premise unsettling, is unsettling. I guess the, yeah. the whole premise is the aunt makes the aunt takes her niece into this. She's like, "Hey, I know what will help you uh, with your coping with your parents' death." Tragically, 
this robot that might resemble human technology, like that might resemble like humanity, you're gonna bond with this thing and it's gonna form an overly attached connection to you and potentially kill people. It's great. Yeah, I I don't think they were thinking about that. I don't think they were thinking that far into it, honestly. It's just, it seems like she works for a company that makes these dolls that try to be companions and protectors of children. Mm-hmm. How much do you want to bet Elon Musk drives this in the next five years? Oh, absolutely. All yeah. right. I, yeah. I can see that, yes. Okay. You know, it, it almost feels like a, a Black Mirror premise. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen Black Mirror? Yes. I yes. think I have. I thought about that, honestly. <laughs> yeah. it, it resembles one of the episodes, actually, where they make some technology to protect children and it backfires. Mm-hmm. But it feels worse done. Like it, it feels not as well done as the uh, usual. Black Mirror. I was gonna say, even with this, Twitter went wild with Megan. Yeah. Because of course we had all the horror dolls, Chucky, <laughs> Annabelle. <laughs> there wait, there are so many more, but I can't think of them. But Chucky and Annabelle. Are there Annabelle. really many more? I can't think of many. I feel more. like there are. They, basically, they were all beefing on Twitter. Chucky going back and <laughs> forth with Megan, and you're just thinking. Wow, this is some good publicity <laughs> because like yeah, this yeah, is a that's... way this is so good like having like Chucky being called like the OG oh. and then Megan like no I'm the OG what back if, off what if they take the Annabelle doll to the Megan premiere ooh, ooh. can they, I see them should. fight oh, oh that would be like a dance battle one of them is actually possessed by a demonic presence <laughs> and now a movie theater just has a demon wandering around i'm so sorry i'm so, that should not be happening that should not that should not be happening thinking of megan versus annabelle <laughs> annabelle versus megan nfc wait nfc fight right or did i is it not nfc i don't know sports what the what it's, it's UFC fight night, yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. NFC. <laughs> yes, N- the NFC is a conference in the about, NFL. I thought you were talking about NFTs. Oh, no. I was, I was like, talking about UFC, like, <laughs> like a match. Think, I don't think any of us are crypto bros here. No, no. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. okay, good, good. <laughs> but I think that the movie is going to be hilarious and that it needs to be for free, honestly. It needs to be for free, so it'll be costing you. Yeah, they should they should put it out on the streets for us. Well, it'll it'll, be, it'll, it'll be in the dollar theater after two weeks. If this movie takes <laughs> if, if this movie takes itself seriously as a horror film, it will be in the dollar theater right off of uh, Route 18, <laughs> two weeks after it premieres. I promise you, they're gonna have it be streamed on Peacock. <laughs> just like how they did that to Halloween Ends. Don't do that to a movie. Halloween like that. Ends just came out. Yes, and they put it on Peacock as soon as it released. Oh. That's interesting. Very interest, interesting. And Poor was, Jamie Lee Curtis. She deserves better than that. <laughs> she deserved better to be the final girl. Come on now. Yeah. Variations. Yeah. They shouldn't use Megan. To, they should use like the Drake and Josh Megan to market that. <laughs> Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> she she doesn't really look much like Megan anymore. Well, she's she's gotten kind of old. They can get yeah. Drake Bell for pretty much free because you know he hasn't had any roles since he was well, in uh, Cuyahoga County Prison. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they want him to. I don't think they want him. No, Josh yeah. Peck would do it though. Josh oh Peck. yes, Josh. Everyone Peck. loves Josh Peck. Wait, I think they're right. actually having another episode of iCarly. Yes, the grown-up version of iCarly. They're having That's um good. Josh Peck come on a, that iCarly, I believe, which I'm actually kind of excited for. That's cool. This actually kind of segues pretty well into uh, my topic for this week. Ooh. Today I wanted to talk about kind of in conglomeration with in conglomeration with. 
kind of on the same page as Megan, child acting. Wonderful. Matt. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Jeanette McCurdy, who played Sam Puckett on iCarly, among icon. other childhood roles. An icon, absolute icon. Yeah, Sam Puckett, great. She actually came out with a book recently talking about the abuse she received from her mother and on set of different children's shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh. And the uh, the child star in Megan is only 11. Ooh, that's uh, <laughs> so I that's that's a that's a really tough thing to segue <laughs> to. It's like I really, really hope that that eleven-year-old actress on Megan is not working with Dan Snyder, <laughs> and that her mother does not resemble Jeanette McCurdy's mother in any sort of way. Yeah. But oh yeah, that was <laughs> that was a that was a tough segue there. Anyways, do you think? that children should be allowed to act well i say why not but (laughs) in 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 every setting there are going to be parents that overreact to to the ninth extreme like you could you can make that same argument you know parents are gonna go crazy for child actress uh actors and actresses but i mean you go to your local baseball field on a saturday morning you will see some mid-40s early 50s man yell at a teenager umpire because he called a strike on his son at the plate or daughter at the plate if you're at softball. You know, parents will always overreact. Parents are the worst. Wherever there's kids, there's going to be bad parents. And I don't know if taking... I, I think trauma and child acting is a symptom, not necessarily a cause, if that makes any sense. Okay. I see what you're saying. And I want to I want to kind of bring up a counterpoint to you. Go ahead, please. Most other industries do not allow children to work in them. And That's fair. Uh, these children actors, they this is a job. I mean, it takes months, even sometimes years to film a movie. Yeah. And that's time that kids aren't in school and they're not really being children because they're at work. No, no, you're right completely. I mean, going like to support your claim, I mean, like I know like that's kind of what threw Michael Jackson off the rails at a young age. And I know mm-hmm. in a more lighthearted sense, that's why people joke that Leah and Michelle couldn't read. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In a, in the past month or so. Yeah. She uh, was too busy child acting that she didn't get the best education is, is the rumor. Yes. But from what I've heard from uh, Glee extras on TikTok, I I'm on Glee TikTok. I'm a Glee. I, <laughs> I've I seen need those. To, yeah. So one of the uh, extras, uh said that leah michelle will constantly read her hate messages and she can read she can read just fine apparently allegedly but i've never seen her read so i've also never seen her in person so (laughs) true okay but have you ever seen her read no yeah not even on yeah not even on the show yeah (laughs) you know she did like a live stream or something where she was reading but Oh, the like children's, children's book? book? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, there had to be an earpiece in there. But, that was... Yeah, she covered one ear so deliberately. Oh, it was, I know. It was so odd. And, like, her hair was, like, it was with her hair, right? Yeah, well, yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, girl, clearly that, you clearly you're, uh, what the cowlick pushes that part of the hair to the other side. What are you doing bringing it over? And it's, like, uh. Yeah, it was, it was suspicious. But anyway, child acting. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, it's it's a slippery slope, so I don't mean to throw this entire 
all this stuff right on you. But that's kind of how I like to talk about things is. Oh, yeah, you, d- you, you caught me on my heels. I was not expecting to uh, come in here talking about child labor and uh, <laughs> uh, exploitation. So gotta... we go from talking like horror films, Scooby-Doo, uh, Spirit Airlines, ASMR, and now we're kids. You want, you want kids to work, Matt? That's what you want? I want kids to child work. Child laborers? Like Kim Kardashian said, because Kim <laughs> Kardashian knows about working. She's a hard worker, that lady. Oh, her dad was. She doesn't do anything. I think I think child acting is difficult, and it, it needs to be more closely monitored. I think that people need to be sure, probably the government, the government needs yeah. to put more restrictions on how much money uh, goes gets put away for the child. Yes. Because as of now, as far as I understand, a child is guaranteed... 20% of whatever they take home. So the agent can take 20%, 30%, whatever, and then whatever's left, the child takes 20% of that. Oh boy. And the parents get the other 80, which is kind of weird. That's that doesn't seem ethical. Like in Jeanette McCurdy's case, her mom she was the sole worker in her house. Yeah. The sole money maker. Yeah. From ages like 10 and up. Yeah, seems Seemed right Which to is me. I mean, she suspicious. Was on, she was on successful Nickelodeon shows back to back. Right, right. But it's just, it seems like maybe that shouldn't be how things are set up. No, no, not at all. I like, if you are going to regulate it, I would kind of look at like a model of like how like kids are with sports. Like, like how much time can a child spend on set should be equal to what could you realistically expect a child to give? Like for, I, I just use sports because that's like, I played sports growing up. I knew Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I had a two-hour football practice. And then I still went to school, did my time around that. If you can logistically set up a schedule where you can protect the amount of hours and protect the amount of income a child actor can have, I don't really necessarily see an issue with it. Bad parents are going to arise regardless. I don't think child acting makes parents awful people. No, no, I I don't think so either, but I do think it's it's an industry that I think people need to talk about a little more. Oh, definitely. It needs to be thought about a little more, how, how people handle it. Oh, de- but, I mean, you, that's a whole other rabbit hole. Between yeah. Just like the, the inner mechan- the behind the scenes of Hollywood, that's just... Not a great place. No, 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 no. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you that if you can restrict hours, make sure that the kid still has like a social life, um, an education happening, things like that, then yeah, I mean, it, it's strange to not have any children in movies. A lot of good stories won't be told the way they're meant to be that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we could always have we could we could always we could always get Ben Platt to look like a thirty-five year old <laughs> at a high school setting again. <laughs> Seeing how well that went, uh, I'm going to vote no on that. Oh, we could also do like what Glee did and have like 30-year-olds play 18-year-olds. See, that's a whole other issue in itself <laughs> because that would – I mean, I see why people do that. You don't have to worry about oh, kids yeah, having no, education, yeah. things like that, and some of the scenarios can be a little more adult because you're mm-hmm. working with adults. But then high schoolers are going to watch that show and be like, why don't I look like Leah Michelle? Yeah. Why don't I have perfect skin and – you know, thirty-year-old body when I'm fifteen. <laughs> exactly. It's like, ah. Yeah. Well, so it's just it's a difficult topic. 
but I thought we would bring it up with Megan and just how prevalent right. child-led shows are right now. I'm thinking well, Stranger Things. I'm thinking iCarly, yeah. Game Shakers, Henry Danger, mm-hmm. all sorts of sitcoms led by kids. Yeah. Well, if we want to transition a little bit, I know another thing we could talk about that involved a 16-year-old climbing the ladder of fame. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, that person is none other than Taylor Swift. Yeah. And unless you've been living under a rock for the past, I don't know, seven weeks, she put out a new album last Friday, I believe. What? Yeah, last Friday. Midnights. And it released out. at midnight. Yes, it released. Well, all albums do. But, I mean, she put out, like, the promotion for that was she put out this, like, 15-second sound bit where she's like, it said, meet me at midnight. And it's like, new Taylor Swift album. And, you know, all the suburban white women went crazy. And rightfully so, because and, and and me definitely, because I I I absolutely love the album. I'm so happy to hear that, Matt. I'm glad. And Thank I was you. hoping you could throw a tier list at me and tell me that's awesome what, because that's awesome because I have a tier list <laughs> made no just way. for this. I know, no. right? Preparation. <laughs> so, and the uh, you've you've all seen the tier list template. We have S tier, A through F. S tier is the top. S tier S tier is supreme. Mm-hmm. A tier is excellent because that starts with an A now. <laughs> uh, and then it, the rest is just like the public school grading system outside of E because for, for some reason we keep E in this. <laughs> but luckily, there are no songs in the F, E, or D tier because wow. I've, in my opinion, this album is a no-skip album. That's not to say it's like without flaw. But it's just if you listen to it, there are there is not a song bad enough where I have to instantly hit skip. That's my criteria for a no skip album. All right, all right, I follow. So in my C tier, I mean, did you listen to the album by chance? Or? I did listen to the album. Okay, okay. I can't promise that I'll like immediately recognize the song by the title. But it's I'll do a, my best. it's 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 fun. Look, a lot of them kind of sound the same, and like that's. I'm glad you said that because. They all sounded almost exactly the same to me. I yeah. There were that, a few that were like, "Oh, this is the slower one. Oh, this is the faster one." That's yeah. That's that's a very valid criticism of this album, and that's why it's like not like I do not think by any stretch this is her best work. Okay. But like I said, it there's just no song bad enough for it to be for there to be an obvious skip like that. that I know when people say no skips, that usually means that it's like flawless. I don't mm. view it that okay. way. Yeah. It's just there's not a bad there's not a terrible song. Gotcha. So and then so for my C tier, I have two songs in this. I have Labyrinth and I have Sweet Nothing. Okay. And uh, yeah, both of these are towards the end of the track. I mean, uh well Labyrinth is more towards the middle, but mm-hmm. I just these songs didn't really do it for me. I thought lyrically they were lacking behind some of the other ones. Like I didn't really feel you know taylor's pain or taylor's like i'm a psycho energy in these (laughs) because that was that was that was the message you got in this so picture if you haven't listened to it yet picture the 1989 album reputation and lover all intertwined into this that's a good way to describe it i think i think mostly it's lover and reputation but there are some. There are about two or three songs in the back half of the album where I'm like, "That is definitely 1989." I hear that. Okay. Now we're gonna go into my B tier, and uh, 
one of these songs actually that was that kind of sprang uh 1989 to me was question and now that was uh very much blank space-esque on the bridge towards the very end just like uh just the way she would enunciate her syllables just the tempo of it i felt nostalgia in that because that 1989 is eight years old now and i was in sixth grade when that came out and i had like a mini like heartbreak because i'm like i'm almost in it like yeah so i had a little that's that made me have a little existential crisis another song in my b tier mastermind uh that one that's the final track in that and that's basically her kind of just saying (laughs) i am insane and it's like yes you are girl slay (laughs) yeah let's get the mastermind let's get into these sad ones the uh two sad ones if you want to just like take a shower with your clothes on while eating ice cream uh definitely listen to maroon and you're on your own kid because it's like those those songs were uh, all about uh those are both breakup songs maroon was that was just depressing like that was picture like if all too well was toned down picture it that way uh and then you're on your own kids pretty much her uh just you know childhood love interest just drifted away not caring because she was probably like a 16 year old guy and you know they don't really pick up on things and they kind of just forget about stuff fair fair yeah uh, and then my last two songs in the B tier are Antihero. And if you've been on TikTok, you know this for two you know this for two reasons. Hey, I'm the problem, it's me. Yes. And the sexy baby line. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it just seemed a little bit cliche to me, but I think it's just too I think it's just a little bit too catchy and a little too just Taylor being too brutally honest with herself for me to just drop it because of that because this one sound like she was trying to write a song like criticizing herself but like didn't want to do it in a way to like where it made her like i, I don't like self-hatey yeah self-hatey uh, and then the last song on this this was like the biggest disappointment for me and that's snow on the beach featuring lana del rey featuring feature yes because if you listen my whole thing was where is lana del rey She's nowhere. This could have been, literally, this could have been the song to end all songs, but she's not there. You nope. don't hear her. But what, is she harmonizing, like, when they're, like, humming? I think she might sing the the beach line, you know? Like, she's just in the back, like... Snow on the beach. Yeah, like, there's Lana. Like, <laughs> like oh, I heard her say beach. Hey. But, no, that, that could have been just two of like the biggest women in music right now collaborating at once because the song has very deep lyrics it's a very beautiful song and if you put both of them on that you could have an all-timer right there yeah i was surprised by that as well when i listened to it i was i was so excited for that one i was so excited and then it's just uh. <laughs> that's yeah. i'm sorry that's okay no that's okay that was my Still fault like an okay song yeah yeah no all right, let me get to my A tier. And this one, first song in the A tier, I'm going up just by ascending order. This is in no particular order, but okay. first one I'm reading, Bejeweled. All right. And it's basically, that's basically just her saying, I am still Taylor Swift. I can still, I, I, I still own the room. I'm me, gatekeep, gaslight, girl boss. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then... 
Karma. Karma. Also in my A tier. I like that one a lot. And that was another one of those songs that just rang 1989 with like reputation. I didn't really get much of like lover, like the lover sound in that. Yeah. But it's like, okay, this is catchy. This is an earworm. This will be something that'll play. This will last. Uh, then one of my favorite songs on the album, Midnight Rain. That one kind of stood out to me as that well. That was a great tempo changer in that because that was track five or six. The first half of the album was really just like sad mm-hmm. and like dark and mysterious. And like Midnight Rain kind of showed like, okay, it, it changed the tone from I'm sad to I'm going to you. I'm, I'm going to work on myself and I'm going to be successful. Yeah. And because that whole song is basically a her you know, throwing away a relationship that she saw could have been something like serious because she wanted to focus on herself and build herself up. And it's like, I think everyone can resonate that with that to a certain degree. Cause I think there's everyone makes sacrifices here and there. And I think that was definitely, definitely a standout song, uh, a song I liked slightly less than that, but it's just, I put these in random order. Lavender Hayes. Mm. Real? Not okay. a Lavender Haze person myself. See, I thought it could only operate in the opener, and it was the opener. Yeah. I yeah. think it set the tone for the album. If that was anywhere else in the album, it would be, what is this? If you were to listen to it standalone, I could understand, what is this? But if you're listening to Midnight's, you know, tra- like track one to track 13, or if you listen to 3AM edition, track one to track 20. 20. Yeah, you need to, <laughs> you need to start with Midnight's because I think it's a great opener and allude it alludes to the emotional roller coaster that kind of just is Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And now in my S tier, vigilante stuff. I can't say that word on the radio. Yeah, thank vigilante you. stuff. I have never heard. I have never had my jaw drop when listening to the when listening to a song before. By chance. So, do you know any of like the de- like the drama with Taylor Swift and her former uh, producer Scooter Braun? I am aware of some of it. He owned part of her music, so she had to remake it. That's right? why she had to remake it, and so he owns the rights to all of her music prior to Reputation. Okay. And so he owns that. Taylor Swift does not own that music. That's why she had to record it, like re-record it. This song, many speculate, is about Taylor Swift showing scooter Braun's wife that he was cheating on her now if you look at the oh. lyrics specifically there's one lyric specifically i'm sorry i'm gonna try to like uh pull it up i don't have it in front of me yeah no worries yeah uh that it made my jaw drop it's uh yeah, I was... she need she needed cold hard proof so i gave her some she had the envelope where you think she got it from she got pictures she caught him in 4K, gave it, sent it to his wife. gave it to his wife, mm. and said, "Your husband's sleazy." And because like, that's immediately where my mind went to that. And now, you know, finishing up that, it's like, and now, uh, uh, oh, sorry. Then right after that, now she gets the house, gets the kids, and gets the pride. And she later alluded to the wife got his Mercedes Benz too. And I'm like, girl, you are evil. <laughs> well, no, that was justified. What she did was justified from like her. Ba- that was. Y- y- yeah, words. Words are hard right now. 
Do you get what I'm trying to say I right do. now? It, it Where is it's like kind it of was, manipulative that she did that. But, uh, but she was manipulated. You, well, no. It, so Taylor was not cheated on. So what happened was Taylor was Scooter Braun stole Taylor's music. Taylor Swift did not have records to her music and she lost her lawsuit. So how did she get back at her former uh, producer? Exposed his cheating. Exposed his, his cheating to producer's wife. Right. And I'm just saying that if you get cheated on, you deserve to know. I think that Oh yeah. the person that is being cheated on, in this case oh, the definitely wife, deserves, deserves to, know. to know. So she she did it. Yeah, and then there was like another thing where it's like she alluded to like turning him into the FBI. I don't know if anything came out of that because I don't think the Federal Bureau of Investigation would love it if you just, you know, spoiled some of their work in your song. But like this song was kind of just like, she is crazy. She is a bad, not like bad person. I can't think that was bad. She's B.O. Yeah, like, like strong, independent, like kicking, yeah. kicks taking names. Yeah, and so there is one other song. I said I wouldn't include the bonus tracks, but I had to with would've, could've, should've, and that's the John Mayer diss track, pretty much. It's not even a diss track. John Mayer basically groomed Taylor Swift, and this is her finally being, you know, a 30-year-old woman able to articulate the complex emotions that she had at 19 years old when they were in their relationship because she was 19 and John Mayer was in his thirties when they dated, which is disgusting. It is grooming. It is borderline illegal. It is about 18 months away from pedophilia. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, that's such a emotionally powerful song. And if like you've been on TikTok, you've, you've of heard course, this. Of course. And it's like, every time I hear it, like I kind of just like blankly stare at it and it's just, uh, sad. It is it is sad. Um I feel like it's probably relatable for a lot of women. Yeah. And I mean men too. But yeah. it's yeah, kind of hits hits hard. It de- I mean definitely. I mean the the final uh what the final bridge give me back my girlhood. It's like, oh, uh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. That that's is awful. just heartbreaking stuff. And I put this song in the S tier because that took courage to even write and record that. To go through some of like your most emotionally traumatizing times in your life, and to just put that in words, that deserves it's brave a lot of praise. That deserves praise. That yeah. was brave. That's why would have, could have, should have is the only bonus track I put in uh, my rankings. I like that. That was a good choice. Thank you. Now I actually want to ask you a couple questions. Oh, go ahead, please. I'm, I'm not a Swifty. I I am, I'm like time. a diet Swifty. Like if I, I can't spend all my time on that because <laughs> I would just. Oh, oh. Yeah, it, it seems like a lot of commitment to me. I don't, I don't have that in me. Yeah, right if now. I can't watch the MCU, I can't keep up with. One. <laughs> if I can't watch yeah. a movie franchise, I can't keep up with Taylor Swift. But I, I want to ask you. So, sexy baby line. What do you think about that? Because. Well, she is. <laughs> she is five foot ten. Yeah, she's five foot ten. So I mean, she's a tall woman. I think everyone near her looks like a sexy baby. She's tall. She's taller than me. <laughs> sexy baby. I mean, like, Sorry, it's just funny. I sexy mean, yeah, baby. she's a she's a tall woman. <laughs> no, she's tall. I just, I mean, yeah, she's not ugly. She's not. She's very. 
you, she has Eurocentric beauty. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's yeah. by no means ugly or anything. Oh, no, just, I didn't like, think. I didn't. Tall. I didn't. Yeah, no. I, I thought no. She looks as everyone as a sexy baby because she is taller than them. No, I, I yeah. understand that, but it's like okay, Taylor. Imagine how ugly tall people feel, or <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sorry, girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that was that was just what I got from it because I yeah. was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, but. And then I, I also wanted to ask you, um, in the original music video for Antihero, Antihero, right? yes. yeah, she hops on a scale and pans down to her feet, which okay, bare feet, okay. but it, there, the I, there, scale, there's there's another TikTok about that. I, that yeah. was that was that was a foot actress. That was not. <laughs> it wasn't Taylor. It's I will show feet. you the TikTok afterwards. Okay. I, I didn't know that. I am in such a weird part of TikTok <laughs> where it's like people were weird enough to where it's like that's not Taylor Swift's feet. I mean, I just this I is going on. Be, it people are gonna have that. Oh man. Yeah, that I would not be so brave as to just release my uh, feet like that to the internet. Oh but, no, I'm saying like what I'm talking <laughs> about. How I know what Taylor Swift, what what is and what isn't Taylor Swift's feet stop so i'm done nasty. i'm done but but she it pans down and you see that on the scale it just like ticks all the way up to the f- word fat, fat yes which was a choice she made yeah. i wanted to get your opinion on that oh that i fat phobic a little bit but at the same <laughs> yeah. it dropped my jaw I'm, i was like oh okay but she's like she's battled eating disorders and i don't know if it's really it's 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 fat phobic yes but at the same time can we not say hey you can't express your own experiences and your fears through that i if she wanted to talk about that i don't know how else she could have an anti-hero well she did edit the music video i don't know if you saw mm. now instead no, of, yeah, they took they took yeah, it out they, oh i didn't see the uh newly edited version no yeah so they edited out the part where it pans down to her feet and mm. that scale Instead, her and there's like another clone of her, whatever. They both look down, and the other Taylor shakes her head like no. Mm. And I thought that conveyed the message really well too. Yeah. Because it, it the whole point was that she's unhappy with her weight, her body, whatever. Yeah. You don't have to be like fat, Ooh, uh, like to to convey that message. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I get. I definitely get that. There there are a lot of things to criticize within this album. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I think. Taylor Swift's at the point where she's, like, too big to fail. Of course. And, like, I would, by no means would I put this in her top three albums. I think all of the albums that kind of went into this, 1989, Reputation, and The Lover, are all better than this. Interesting. But okay. she's just, she's too big to fail. And I think there are still some songs that will have longevity, but. And I think it was, it was, oh, I was going to say it was big of her, but that makes it sound like I'm trying to. It was it was very grown up of her. It was a good move, I think, to edit it out. Yes. Because there's a lot to be said for someone who can see to be criticized mm-hmm. and then think, you know what, they might have a point. I should edit it out. Yeah. I think that's it's it's accepting. She's she is well aware of her public image, and I think that's kind of why her fame has it just had the longevity it has. I yeah. think since like 2012, she's been probably the most famous woman in the world. Up there for sure. I'm. It's got to be top three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I just that, thought it was it was very mature. I no, very was, mature, yeah. very self aware for her to be like, yeah, I I need to I need to convey my insecurities in a way that doesn't Hurt bring out people. bring out other people's insecurities. Of right? Course, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was you know a very mature thing of her to do. 
Uh, but, you know, I think Taylor Swift is a little bit too big. She's just too big to fail in this. And I don't think there was a way this album could flop. No. I mean, I know Megan Trainer and Carly Rae Jepsen both put out albums that night, too. Which is tough for them. Oh, yeah. that They have to fire their manager. Yeah. Why would you compete with next Taylor week. Swift? Just do it next That's, week. Oh, too hot. The week before. I don't know. Sure. But sure. Carly Rae Jepsen's album was great. I saw there's one clip of her that's going or? off on TikTok right now. Yeah. Where she is kind of lip syncing badly. A, it is, a, it it is cool. a it is a very like nineties, early two thousands pop style album. Highly recommend. Maybe you'll have to talk about it next week. Ooh. If you're interested. I could, yeah. But um yeah, I now I'm gonna be honest with you. It, yeah. Taylor Swift's not really my artist, not really my genre. Fair enough. But I try to, you know, I try to branch out. I try yeah. to appreciate different artists. Was not super into this album. I completely understand that because I think a lot of this stuff now you have to kind of follow her, like because yeah, if you like if you didn't know like the Scooter Braun incident, you wouldn't really have gotten Vigilante stuff. No, I I, I didn't really get. And it. it's I like, was and you're kind of like, like, why? Okay, you you told a girl her husband was cheating on her. I you know, good job, woman code. But like, and then I was kind of thrown because she kind of talks about herself a lot. So I was like, oh maybe Taylor, she got cheated on. Or yeah, Taylor Swift's albums Kanye, are like. Oh, oh, speaking oh the Kanye thing. There's another yeah. thing. She did get a jab at Kanye. I think the Bejeweled video. She brought in Marilyn Manson's ex-wife, and that's and that's significant because uh, Kanye West's last live performance, he brought out Marilyn Manson. Oh. And now both of them are canceled. Yes. And Taylor Rightfully and so. and Taylor and I for, I'm blanking on her name, so forgive me for that. But Marilyn's ex-wife, they're thriving. As they should be. They're thriving. Yeah, so that was kind of like a one, uh, you know, another subtle jab. jab. She does yeah. not forget. She I, does not I, forget. You know what? What Kanye did to her, I can speak on this, awful. Oh, I mean, yeah. everything that Kanye did, talking about I could still meet up with her. Yeah. Mm. Or he had a naked statue of her commissioned for a music video. It was like kind of a doll more than a statue. Yeah. It, it's just, you know what? Kanye? No. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, God. I don't care that he made that album. I don't care. You don't get to do ah, bad yeah. stuff because you made a good album once. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But, yeah, uh, going back on that, I definitely see why, you know, this wasn't necessarily, like, your style of thing. Because it does – it just seems like more dep- – like, it seems like depressed coffee shop music. If you've never heard it before. If you didn't listen to Taylor Swift at all and yeah. you just put on play, it's like – this is like melancholy and sad. I don't mind. I don't mind sad music. Yeah, it was just like poppy sad. You and know? I just, I, I think lyrically it was lacking a little bit. Like I try mm. to think of like, if another band that was not as big, anyone that's not as big as Taylor Swift, like okay, what what's what's a band that's had like some contra- Panic at the Disco. If Panic at the Disco put out this album, they would be getting flamed. They Awful. would be getting nuclear. They would be getting like nuclearized on Twitter. And I would be one of the ones nuclearizing them. I am an ex Panic at the Disco fan. I, ex. I, Brandon Urie is very toxic. I'm not gonna. I I still. I I bought Viva Las Vengeance tour tickets and I saw him in Columbus. <gasps> you did. It was a good show. Uh, well, the first uh, first <laughs> first quarter when he was uh, doing Death of a Bachelor and Pray for the Wicked yeah. was good. Uh, last quarter when he was doing. Uh, uh, fever you can't sweat out 
nine in the afternoon and some too weird to live stuff. Mm-hmm. Also good. Okay. The, the actual Viva Las Vengeance part was like, meh. He needs to do, okay, in my opinion, as someone who has like vague ideas of how singing works, mm-hmm. you probably should have done the Viva Las Vegas stuff first because it's where his range is stretched the most. You know what I mean? You, no doubt. Well, he opened with Say Amen, and that's like the highest, that that, that is the highest note he said he's ever re- like put out on record. He, d- he I, I don't like that he sings in a range that he doesn't have. No, he lowered the octaves a lot for it. It actually sounded fairly. Oh, he had to. It it sounded fairly decent live. Okay. So you that's know, he, good. Yeah. Because I've seen some recordings from live performances, and he's he's just squealing. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't voice crack for me. So. <laughs> that's that's good. I know low bar, but. Yeah, I we'll have to talk about Panic at the Disco in another episode. I would love to. I, I would love to. I can I speak have, on that for. We should we should do an album ranking because Ooh. I would love to hear what you. I think mine. I I didn't hate Viva Las Vengeance. I have to say that now. I didn't hate it. I didn't love. It. Oh, you're walking I'm out. out? I'm, no, I'm I'm just kidding. Wow. I actually I didn't listen to it. Okay. I heard a couple clips on TikTok and I was like, no. Fair. I I think I know. I think I know the clips specifically too. And it's like yeah. that one. Yeah. But yeah. was it like the, was it from Sad Clown? It's the one where he was like screaming, trying to get that top. You yeah, know what okay. I'm talking about? Yes, that, yeah. that is definitely that is definitely the bridge in Sad Clown. And mm-hmm. if we do an album ranking, I can explain why Viva Las Vengeance sounds like that. But we're not here to talk about that. We're doing sure, T Swift sure. right now. But right, my bad, Taylor. We'll get back to you. But to I me. actually back Brandon to you, Matt. No, but, yeah, Taylor. That, that's the Taylor. Oh, that's the Panic at the, the Disco. That's the collaboration. Collab- yeah, yeah. Ah, you. I've tried to set it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. You didn't know. My bad, my bad. But I, I also wanted to say, um, what's one we were just talking about? The one about um, the cheating and the vigilante stuff. Yeah, vigilante stuff. I kind of like the sound, but something I've noticed with Taylor Swift, she is so millennial. And yes. Like the draw a cat eye sharp enough to kill a man. Yeah. Ugh, that's so funny. I would never say that. Well, unironically, she ever. she was born in 1989. She is a millennial. I I know, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you say that like straight faced? Because millennials say that stuff straight faced. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I was I, just I was shocked. I, was I like, have to like tell myself it's like Matt. It's a different generation. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like yeah. she's like 11 <laughs> years older than me, and like the long run, it's not going to be that much different. But it's like. I'm sure uh, that people younger than me are probably like, I can't believe she just said that. That was so cringy. But if people I'm, like <laughs> I don't get how like I don't get how like younger people can listen to Taylor Swift. I feel like they've missed too much. That's what I mean. I tried to listen to this album. I don't it, it was fun, I guess. Like Yeah. I kinda got bored to be honest. It just I feel like she's really she's lucky she has so many fans. Too big to she, fail. Yeah, too big she to fail. Wasn't like this I said. Big, she would just be like a this cult is, following I, classic. I don't think person. I don't think this is in her top three albums. I don't think it's in her top five. I don't think it's Whoa. bad though. I'm glad that you're being so honest because I was worried yeah. you might be like, it's no, perfect. no, 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 yeah, it. no. I'll be objective with it. Like when I, like I, I, I prefaced this earlier. Just because it's a no skip album, that just means there is not a song bad enough that deserves to be auto skipped. Okay. That is that is not like every song one through thirteen is like the best thing i've ever sure. heard it just means of course. there's nothing terrible on it but that there was also some stuff that just wasn't that special it just mm-hmm. seemed like collectively average 
Okay, yeah, I, I'm well, right there with you. Above average. I, I gotta say it's like above average. Like, uh, if I were to rate this album, it'd be like a low B. Okay, if I were to rate this album, it would be uh, probably a D. Mm. Maybe a C. Okay. Maybe like a D plus. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I don't know, I wasn't that into it. I feel like I I was trying. I was really trying. I just I couldn't Look, really get honestly, that into it. Look, honestly, just with like Taylor Swift albums, explain it. Just picture like... If you had to explain the MCU to someone, and if you randomly brought your friend, like, if, if I went to go see the newest Marvel movie, could I follow it? The answer's probably no, and if you don't really follow Taylor Swift much, you probably couldn't follow this album that the way, you know, you, you couldn't appreciate it the way people that follow her, at least to even a minor extent, do. Yeah, I, I kind of got that vibe. There, there was, um... It's a very, like... I, I don't want to say like intimate because her fan base is like so br- like huge, but it's like it still is kind of intimate. Yeah, it's in kind of like way. you like it's like you have to know me to appreciate this, and it's like I kind of miss when it was just like shake it off, because <laughs> the play is gonna play, 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 yeah. play. That's the other thing I was wondering because like I'm I'm not trying to generalize or whatever, but Taylor Swift to me, she's a pop girly, she's a pop icon. Mm-hmm. If these songs come on the radio, I'm not turning it up and putting the windows down i'm yeah turning it down and and i think that was kind of like a segue i guess segue i remember i was talking with my language arts teacher when lover came out and i was like disappointed i'm like it's not as poppy as i'd like and she's like well taylor swift makes music for millennial moms now and i'm like that's kind of how i look at that when you change your perspective of things you, you know, you ha- you have to shift expectations. You can't expect it to be like poppy millennial now. Millennial moms. Yes. This was an album for millennial moms. Yeah. That's why. That's why she's so popular. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are shifting my frame of reference because I just I don't understand how people were excited about a song that starts with "Draw the cat eye sharp enough to kill a man." Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you got to think it's... of like the main target demographic. Like, who grew up with Taylor Swift? It was so. You know, her first album. Uh, was what came out 2008 so it had to have been kids that were probably born late 90s at the earliest and it's pretty much the early the oldest people in gen z and the youngest part of millennials are the ones that relate to taylor swift the most and when if you look at that from that perspective you can like you can appreciate it a little bit more for what she's trying to convey and like the funeral scene where she like has 13 cats and I like well, it's that's, fine to love cats. There's thirteen. There's thirteen tracks. No, no, no. I'm just saying, oh. like the old lady with cats. Yeah. Thing. Like I'm so quirky. I'm just gonna die with all my cats. Well, it's funny because like, she's oh. she's in the longest relationship of her life right now, and she's been with uh her who's, boyfriend who's for. She with? His name's Joe. I forget. He's an actor. I. Uh, Alwyn. Alwyn. Sounds right to A-W-L-Y-N? me. Sounds I right think. to me. Blonde. Mm-hmm. Like. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good for her. Hopefully that works out. Yeah, if she gets married, if she gets married, like how, like what is she gonna base her music off of? It's like, I guess like another like Jake Gyllenhaal diss track. Why not? I I liked all too well. Honestly, I I kind of, it kind of makes me mad that he's still got like a a hot career, with knowing like now that people know that. I mean, how are you thirty dating a nineteen year old and you're getting jobs? Yeah. Imagine you're working an office job, and you're like, "Oh, uh, Matt, I heard your girlfriend swinging by to bring Ooh. you lunch. 
and a and a high schooler walks in. Oh, that's a case. I'd be like, man, is is that your daughter? It's like, really ironic because like I work at a law firm, so that would be a case. <laughs> that, that's what I mean, though. Like, imagine one of your coworkers there is there. He's like 30, 40. and, and it's like someone younger than me walks in. It's like, <sighs> that's crazy. Yeah, taken back. And the same thing is happening right now with Billie Eilish. Yes. And that it's like boy, I, I don't know the name of. I, the neighborhood. It's singer. like history is it, it's rhyming with itself. Yeah, and she's twenty, I think. She probably just turned twenty. I want to say I could quick. I will quickly Google that for you. But it's still the same thing. the The boy, the guy, whatever his name is, he's in his thirties, and Billy Eilish is twenty. Billy turns twenty one on December eighteenth. Yeah. So I I just feel like that's a that's a big age gap for someone so young. Definitely, most definitely, like. Ugh. And I hate those people. Well, it's legal. It's, That's legal. It's like, okay, so what? The law's not a moral compass. No, yeah. The law is not okay. a moral compass. He's not going to jail. He's still gross. It's, it's still just... Uh. Or like, my my parents are 10 years apart. And it's like, okay, well, I bet they didn't meet when I, yeah, your I mom bet was they, a child. I bet they did not meet at like your mom's graduation party. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I just it's... it's like they probably met at like a job. Sure. When they were... Adults with jobs. That's the thing. And not is, teenagers. When once you reach a certain age and your brain's fully developed, sure, date whoever you want. Date whatever age you want. But fresh out of high school, talking about dating 30, 40. No. Bad. Not a good idea. Not at all. And I mean, I'm out. Uh, and that's exactly what would have, could have, should have's about. And it's just sad to just even get an a partial insight to what that has to do to you in the long run. I cannot imagine like just what those women are going to be going through later in their lives. Yeah. I, I know personally I've had an experience that was somewhat similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the guy trying to be a high school teacher. Oh, so that, that haunts me sometimes, but it is, Ooh. it is really brave for Taylor to come forward with that kind of, information and just i just i hope something happens i hope somebody publicly says something to him in an interview or something yeah because why we're just gonna pretend like that didn't happen and it wasn't gross oh yeah demi lovato and oh yeah 1729 i don't know what that song's called she was seven oh my i forgot about that yeah it's like oh I don't remember the title I of the forget, song, but she I, talks no, about. No, I know the lyric you're referring to. Yeah, she was also just that. That's yeah. that's grooming. Seventeen. Let's call, let's call it what it is. That's grooming. It's grooming. And yes. It's awful. Awful. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. So, shout out Taylor Swift. Don't love the new album. Love the message though. Good for you. Yep. You're killing it. Keep going. Yes, ma'am. All right. Do you have anything else for this episode, Matt? I think we were kind of all over the place. I mean, we started off with just like Ant-Man. Then it's like, hey, what if we like did ASMR <laughs> on a Spirit Airlines, but I'm dressed as Scooby-Doo. And now we're going to talk about child exploitation. Then we're going to talk about Taylor Swift. That's just another episode of Entertainment and then we're And then we're going to get off on a tiny Brendan Urie tangent. And then, we're coming back to and then we're gonna And then we're going to come back and get sad again talking just about how young women are taken advantage of in the music industry. We pretty much made we had every emotion today. Yeah. We laughed really coaster. hard. 
we had a lot of uncomfortable conversations. I think productive conversations. <laughs> for sure. For oh sure. man, this was this was everything, and then some in what an hour twenty minutes. Oh boy. That's uh our our ten over here. So I had fun. I had a fun time. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. Looking forward to next time. Me too. So thank you everyone for listening. If you're interested in listening to the radio version of Entertainment Rebooted, please check us out every Sunday at one o'clock on eighty eight point one WZIP. Thanks again for listening.